you've tapped or clicked in to College Volleyball Weekly on Viral Volley Media. Now here's your host, Rob on Mike. All right, good day, everyone. Episode three of College Volleyball Weekly yet again, and so much volleyball on tap, but that's because we got so many more teams and more conferences, and we got more guests, actually contributors, and I love having on the screen. This creates a new dynamic. Dan Friend of Lewis, Brad Rostrader of UC San Diego, Theo Edwards of Cal State Northridge and representing the Hollywood Actors Guild, and Jay Hosick of George Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that one in there. Got to, huh? And a happy birthday. And the hottest, hottest coach on here in terms of just streak right now, buddy. He's oh, I know. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> so he's, got, he's got the looks. He's got the winning record going. You know, we're all a little jealous. Come on. Come he's on. He's got now. the refrigerator. You didn't know, know I was going to ride you this morning, right? I, I need some of your magic. So I'm just going <laughs> to jump in on you. I'm just going to throw in. It's way too early. We're going to start right there. Way too early to talking like That's that. That's good up in the ridge. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dan celebrated a birthday this weekend, which I totally overlooked. He was a Saturday night, and for uh, his birthday, he got to play Pepperdine and lose three one. So you know, felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go into our matches, uh, our discussion, our week three recap, our mini recap. And just for all you listeners and viewers out there, it is a top fifteen ish because there is there are so many matches, and we're getting the ones that are catching our our eyes and. You know, they're definitely top 15 teams. So if there are there's news, we're going to hit it. We just got to know about it. And you can get on your SIDs for your different schools. You know, hashtag NCAA MVB. I'm checking it out, seeing what's going on. And I've been seeing a lot more activity, which uh, which is great news. So let's start with, um, we'll go with birthday boy. Matches that caught your eye last week, uh, result-wise and just performance-wise. Well, certainly, you know, with being at the first point challenge and shout out to Glenn Litsky, Austin Juniors, first point Wade and those guys and Rob, you being there and Rob St. Clair and the world of volley. It was all a really, really neat event uh, and over 12 to 1500 boys and fans coming in and out of there. So uh, a great thing to be a part of. Uh, but certainly from the volleyball side of things, you know, Penn State, as we thought, looks legit. And I think Wildman was back on the court. But even still, John Kerr was carrying them, you know, 20 some kills the first match. And uh, he was pretty good in both matches. And, you know, I was watching all of that first match uh, and they just served the ball extremely well uh, against Pepperdine and chopped and moved it and really got those guys out of system. And then uh, probably didn't see as much of the Stanford match, but I know Stanford was without their setter, but still just were, were in game one kind of dominated and then found a way to kind of get it done. So I think. You know, Penn State's to me, you know, top three, top four team in the country for sure in terms of that. You know what I mean? And so and we were a little concerned about a couple of their injuries and where they might be. And certainly Wildman didn't maybe have the numbers yet, but uh, they were pretty good. So uh, and then I thought Bogner did a great job kind of running that team. And then outside of that, I would say Irvine for me, Sonny's just putting up consistent numbers every single match. And those guys look pretty good. And so, uh, but yeah. Well, I'm going to be an Irvine homer for like 10 seconds, but Cole <laughs> Gillis, <laughs> eight, 16 kills on 18 attempts on Saturday night. I just got to put that in there. So um, I, was, I thought it was a typo because he normally isn't the number one guy, but, or two guy, but to have that performance and he was the, the lead guy both nights against Concordia. So 
Um, let's jump over to Jay since he hosted another tournament over in his hood. And he's looking a little downtrodden, but we love him anyways. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, the, the fact remains is, you know, we're, we're, we're like any other team, we're hit with the injury bug. So it's, it's taken out a couple of our top guys and guys that we can rely on. And I've got three true freshmen on the court that are, you know, they're, they're learning how to play at the highest level right out of the gate. Uh, and, you know, our libero, Paul Vachinsky is doing a really nice job, you know, against Long Beach State. Our stat numbers, you know, he was above a 3-0 on a 4-0 scale for passing, and that's that helped us out an awful lot. And but we're learning, you know. Long Beach is one of those teams that they're not exactly very flashy. Um, but Aiden Knight, he's kind of a gunslinger of sorts, and he he chucks up a lot of high balls uh when he gets into trouble. And it doesn't matter because everybody around him is is beating the snot out of it when they get a chance. And so they're one of those teams that uh, albeit not super fast to the pins, they just continue to play good long strings of volleyball. And when you do that over time, you know, you wear teams down and, uh, and that, that is going to be, uh, a topic of conversation when we talk about the upcoming matches, I'm really interested to see what they do against, uh, against Penn state, but I got to agree with, with Dan Penn state. We knew that they had played a couple of teams. Uh, but now we see what they're doing against Stanford and Pepperdine, arguably two top 10 team programs in the country. John Kerr hit 421 against Pepperdine. That's ridiculous. Um, and hit only 250 against Stanford, but it doesn't matter. That's the, the team is what matters. And Cole Bogner, uh, if he's not one of the top three setters in the country, I don't know what you're looking at. He set his team uh, to 400 versus Pepperdine and 313 versus Stanford. He's an unsung hero, and he's going to be really, really good uh, for anybody uh, you know in the future that wants to pick him up, either pro wise or maybe even the national team. They should be looking at him. So those are that's what I've been watching. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, how about you, Theo? Anything? Any other matches that caught your eye during week three? Yeah, you know, I'll quickly piggyback off of uh, what Dan had mentioned: the UCI match against uh, SC. Um, and specifically the fact that I believe UCI was down 2-1, right, in that yep. in that five-setter um, and was able to turn it around. Obviously, Sonny's performance was incredibly impressive. The 11 digs is probably one of the more impressive pieces for him. I don't know that defense has been his absolute strong suit, but, you know, obviously 23 kills, and he played tremendous. I thought that was a great match, and obviously two top-ranked teams, and, and watching them go head-to-head -head was pretty awesome. Um, the other one that I want to mention is that Stanford Lewis one. Um, and obviously, you know, Dan, you've got a couple of injuries and, and some things didn't bounce your way for sure. Um, but man, Theo at Stanford, that guy is, that guy is playing some really, really high level volleyball. Um, 21 kills hit 500, two aces, seven digs, really, really impressive. And, and, you know, I don't care if, uh, if if Lewis has injuries or not. Lewis is a damn good volleyball team. Um, and so to watch Stanford come out with that victory, I thought that was pretty impressive for sure. Yep. Now I'll add that, you know, sitting in my setup at the first point, I asked him to put me on the end line so I can see the play from the court uh, from that end line. And I'll tell you, Dan, you've got some of the toughest serving middles probably in the nation I've seen because they're already up at six eight six nine ish and they're hitting this hybrid that's basically a laser that drops. It starts flat off their hand, and it drops over the net with a, a dance going left to right. I'm like, how do you even get underneath a ball like that? <laughs> so, you know, you got some <laughs> weapons that uh, people may not be thinking about there. No doubt. 
<laughs> Let's jump over to Brad and what he saw last week as some of the top matches at Kazai. Yeah, Rob, I'm glad you can bring up uh, the middle servant for Lewis because that uh, only gave us a few nightmares on our flight back <laughs> <laughs> in rotation one. But uh, yeah, I think, and then Jay, I think for you, uh, I heard rumors that Long Beach was listening in on, on the podcast and looking at the whiteboard behind you and, and seeing your combination plays and, <laughs> and finding ways uh, knew, they knew exactly what you were going to do. Uh, oh, I thought that was Jay's hooked on phonics lesson on there. <laughs> if, if you can read my hieroglyphics, you, you should absolutely know what we're doing. I, I can't even read my own hieroglyphics. <laughs> Uh, but for the volleyball, uh, obviously Irvine over SC in five was big. And then USC responding that a uh, couple nights later and beating Santa Barbara in five was a huge win um, coming back. Um, and I think it was their home opener up in the Galen Center as well. That was big. And then seeing Long Beach go 2-0 and and play really well statistically. Um, very impressive serving numbers. Um, some really impressive individual performances from the end line there for Sopranos and even Tori as well. So um, they're going to be plenty good. And then the last one was Loyola continuing to play some pretty good volleyball um, and looking to be a, a big threat in the MIVA. Yep. Well, hey, uh, throw one more guy who's bringing up uh, US. I mean, Dylan Klein had a pretty good stat line, um, even yep. in the one loss, but and then the one win in five. And so uh, I was trying to pull it up here. It was 19 kills, seven digs, 21 points against uh, Irvine. And then against Santa Barbara, uh, he was 20 kills, uh, 22 points. He was pretty good in those two matches. And so, yeah. Well, two topics that have spurned off of your great analysis, guys. Uh, definitely USC, you know, they got a couple losses, but gosh, Dylan Klein, Kevin Cobrian, Lucas Frasrand, uh, their setter tenant is running a really good offense. Uh, it's, you can see there's some freshman errors. You can see that, but man, the potential is there uh, and they're in the fight. Uh, thoughts on uh, what uh, the Trojans are doing here. Anyone? Would jump in? No. Yeah, I for, I for sure do. We're uh, they're They're going to be here. Uh, playing us in uh, in the Premier America Arena is the new name of our uh, our home stadium. But uh, they're going to be here on Wednesday, and uh, yeah, I mean we're we're obviously noticing what they're doing, and they're they're a powerhouse team. They're incredibly capable uh, of winning a ton of matches, and I think we're going to have our hands full. So we're excited for that match, and and uh, for sure, Dylan Klein I think is is a big part of that scouting report and kind of what we got to do to uh, to try and stop the uh, Trojans. Yep. Anyone else want to add? Yeah, they, I think the other piece is that team's just going to get better and better with Cobrine, with Dylan, Klein. As they play more and more together, they're going to be really good. And I think, you know, a little um, sneak peek to later on with Unsung Heroes, but I think Kyle Paulson in the middle has been doing a really good job blocking with them. Um, and Frazran, we know he's a solid player, but Kyle Paulson has been uh, really impressive this year. Yep. Funny story that Wednesday night match, uh, Sonny and Frasran are going at it, you know, pretty heavily chattering cross net. Someone had messaged me on Volley Talk. Thank you, by the way. Like, oh, they play club together. They're really good friends. <laughs> 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 Love it. Um, the other topic spun off one in six cause for concern in Santa Barbara. Thoughts? Uh, oh. Go ahead. I, I, I'll be honest. My, my, my initial reaction is, you don't have Paragas anymore. 
And that kid was pretty good. And he dished the rock and knew how to knew how to run an offense and he was experienced. And, you know, when you have a, a quarterback that, you know, has been around for a little bit and knows how to run a really good offense and knows his players, it, it's a you can make mediocre attackers look pretty good. Uh, but quite the opposite seems to be the case. And they're struggling a little bit. But listen, Santa Barbara is not a bad team. They went five with USC. Um, you know, I know they kind of got their their butts kicked a little bit by UCLA, but that's that's not indicative of how hard that team works and how well Rich uh, Rick uh, coaches that team. So they'll figure their way. I mean, we're in a similar boat situation. We got young guys trying to figure some things out, and they're doing the same things out there. They just got a little bit different schedule than we do. Yeah. Dan, did you have some add? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think there'll be a team when it comes to the tournament time that you're not going to want to face first round. So you know, I think you know, they're working through and trying to get better. Like they're, I think there's a, as we look at the country and you look at teams, I think there's a few that are separated and there's a, another pack in the upper middle and then there's another pack in the middle. And, you know, and right now I think they're on that edge between that middle and that upper, but you may see them take some climbs as the season goes on. Uh, and then when they get to postseason, they'll be pretty dangerous. So, well, we can't ignore the number one team in the nation had uh, two sweeps uh, over the weekend. Uh, that's Hawaii and St. Francis. But, you know, they, everyone keeps talking about the Manoa Roofing Company, but they truly got the Hellenic Heating Company now in the form of Demetrios Mukleus and Spiros Hakas. Uh, I got to give love to our Hawaiian Island volleyball fans because, gosh, it was late this weekend when I was trying to cover their stuff and I was hurting. So, <laughs> But I did see they won, and they they won pretty handily. So thoughts on Hawaii? Let's uh, let's jump in with the Big West coaches first. We'll finish with uh, uh, Dan and uh, Jay. So let's, uh, how about you, Theo? Thoughts on the what Hawaii's doing? Yeah, I mean, no surprise, right? This team is is probably one of the most talented teams in the country, with with maybe the best setter. Um, and so when you watch them and you watch them play, I mean there's nothing they can't do out of system. They're really good. They've got a, they've got a tremendous block in the front um, in system. They're incredibly difficult to stop. And I think they've got six legit servers. Um, so when you have a team like that, I mean, they're capable of beating pretty much anybody. And I think at this point, we're all just excited to see them play the long beaches, the UCLA's um, and see what those kind of matches look like, because this team is obviously incredibly skilled and, and poised uh, for the rest of the season. Yep. Brad? Yeah, it seems like they're on a mission too. You know, it's, um, they've been playing with a purpose, you know, which isn't always the case coming off such a great year the year prior, but Mucleus has seemed to become a little bit more consistent, making a few less errors, attacking in the court a little bit more. And those middles are good and steady. And then um, their serving setup, Keone Tim, is coming in and bringing an ace or a couple aces each match. So he's he's adding a lot of value there as well. So it's just a, a well-rounded team that um, they play really, really clean, efficient volleyball. All right. I think it's said over to Jay. Is that right? Yeah. Um, they haven't had the toughest schedule yet. Uh, and for the next few matches, still not going to be the toughest schedule yet. However, what's impressive is that they don't drop their level of play. You know, when you're when you're a really good team, uh, there are there are some some times when maybe you drop your level of play to kind of match your opponent because maybe you're not focusing as much because, you know, on paper, you're the favorite and you kind of go into it a little bit slower. They're, they're not dropping any gears They're They are absolutely humming at a good clip. It'll be interesting to see once it comes down to conference, how they start to perform against better teams. It may be a little bit more efficient, but 
regardless, Hawaii is still ridiculously good. They've arguably got the best starter in the country. They've got one of the better opposites in the country. They got an outside hitter who can put it away from anywhere on the court. They're they're legit. They're going to be really, really good at the end of the year. I think you'd be saying in the world too, because some of those guys are playing on the international level already. <laughs> uh, and Dan closed out Hawaii number one. Uh, <laughs> well, they're super talented. So let's start with that. But like, I'm going to be I'm going to be Dave Hunt. They, I, I like to see him play a couple of tougher matches. Yep. Dave Hunt would always be kind of on. Uh, hey, Hawaii needs a schedule tougher, and I just. You know, they're a two-time defending champion. They're super talented. They're super well coached, and uh, and nothing against St. Francis. They're, they're a good club, and certainly Ball, Ball State. State. They played Ball them. Ball State. <laughs> I, I, nothing finished before you jump in. Ball State was a good match to schedule, but I think this next week they play uh, Barton uh, and someone else, I believe, in terms of schedule wise. And so I just, uh, I don't know. I think it's you know, I'd like to see them cross play. You know those big matches, and you know certainly have some of that conference schedules coming up. But and yeah. we can talk about that with a couple teams, and you can look at some of the undefeated teams, which is another question, uh, like who they played so far and where where those challenges have been for some of those teams. And so, uh, but but yeah, I think I think it'll be fun to see them go through as a as the season ramps up for them a little bit. So well, that's an excellent segue because I did pose a question to our coaching panel here, but undefeated teams there are currently seven of them in the top 15 is that a good or a bad indicator of where these teams are truly at who feels like they want to take a stab because both I, of you i opened it so i'll start it uh so i think there's a few teams on here where that's a good indicator like penn state we talked about them they 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 managed through a couple injuries and got wins but then they go come out and they beat pepperdine and stanford and beat them both in four so I, it gives you a little bit more of an indicator you know you look at hawaii I mean, Ball State for sure, St. Francis maybe, but have they really been tested yet? UCLA, I think for sure, they've got they've got some teams on their schedule where they've gotten some wins. Uh, Long Beach, I don't think quite yet. I don't think they've been, you know, hey, have they played anybody in the top five yet in terms of that or the top ten uh, from their schedule wise? And so Irvine, a couple, but still hasn't got you know as many. Grand Canyon, no. Loyola, no. And BYU, I mean not really yet. You know what I mean? And so it's like, uh, you look at it and I, I, I overwhelming, I'd be like, there's a few teams, but not all of them. You know what I mean? In terms of that. So. Yeah. Uh, let's jump over to, let's go to Theo on this one. Hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think from, from a volleyball coach perspective, uh, a handful of these teams, definitely there's a reason they're undefeated. And I think that they'll probably remain that way. Um, just from watching teams like UCLA, that team's incredibly deep, incredibly skilled, and I would imagine that their game translates to anybody, right? And obviously, they've beaten Santa Barbara, they've beaten San Diego, who I think are fantastic teams. Um, and by no means are they easy competition, right? And so, yeah. but I would agree with Dan, right? You look at you look at BYU, um, you look at Grand Canyon. Um, we just haven't seen it quite yet, but that's the exciting part about this, right? I think some of these some of these matches that these top teams play can end up being trap games, right? They're games that they absolutely should win. But if you happen to drop them, um, it changes the entire outlook of your season. It changes the entire buildup of, of uh, you know, things leading into conference. Um, so what you want to see these top teams do is, is take care of business and, and handle these easy matches if they are quote unquote easy. Yeah. How about you, Brad? Yeah, for me, it's looking at, I kind of view it as two different groups. Um, and the two groups, you kind of have Hawaii, Long Beach, UCLA, Penn State um, seem to be clearly the top four in the country. 
Um, I agree. Long Beach hasn't played anyone um, too tough on their schedule, but obviously McMaster is a pretty good Canadian team that they've been battle tested against. And we know a lot of those guys and done it at a high level. Um, and then we kind of have a little UC Irvine. I kind of put in the bubble of they're in that mix where they can be really good um, and play really, really well at times, um, but also haven't been super efficient and super consistent there. And then you have Grand Canyon, Loyola, BYU. I think all three of those teams have the ability to play some really elite volleyball, but we haven't seen it consistently. And it will be really interesting to see as their competition gets stiffened up a little bit over these next few weeks to see if they're able to maintain that consistency and maintain that ability to serve and pass and attack efficiently. Um, because, you know, I know all too well about Loyola, but they were super efficient against us. And Dan Mangum, the setter there, is running really good offense. So it'll be interesting to see how Grand Canyon, Loyola, and BYU fare kind of coming down the back half of this um, early season. Yeah. And we'll close that with Jay. I couldn't agree with Brad Moore. The top four teams, Hawaii, Long Beach, UCLA, Penn State, have started to separate themselves, at least uh, in terms of what we see, the eye test. Uh, and he's right, Loyola, Grand Canyon, BYU. Uh, those are teams that on paper, yeah, they're undefeated. Yeah, we're we're watching them and we, we see some really good potential. Whether or not they remain undefeated the rest of the year remains to be seen, but that's probably the next tier group, and Irvine's in that group as well. They're really, really good, and with the uh, with the addition of Joe Carlos now, their offense is starting to hum a little bit better, and, and he's right. The, the efficiency's not 100% there yet, but it's getting there, and you can see it, and the good stuff's coming. So I think those are the top two tiers, and then everybody else kind of filters on around there, and you never know who, when the magic's going to happen, who's going to get hot at what time, but uh, yeah. that's how I look at it. Well, one of the, the uh, topics we discussed last week were that the teams that were doing it so well without the big names you're used to, like Penn State was one, but the other team was Grand Canyon because they've been playing without Camden Gianni and they're, they're doing what they're doing. So, yeah, I'd love to see. I, I, did you see him in the, uh, Fairfax this weekend, Jay? Camden Gianni? Yeah. No, no, he was the week before, uh, and he was not out here. No, he was he was not on that trip playing. So, uh, but there, but the beauty is you're watching you're watching totally different styles of volleyball being played. You know, Long Beach, to me, is reminiscent of the old Ohio State kind of a you know just a basic offense, nothing crazy. UC Irvine back in 2013 was kind of a simple offense. They just made you play. The entire match and you know when you're in a prize fight and you're getting popped in the face and you're popping them back over time one team's gonna wear down faster and they were just so good at wearing you down long beach reminds me of that hawaii got some high flyers got you know a, a setter that likes to be a little offensive and they got good servers then you look at grand canyon they're super fast completely different offense than anything anybody else has seen right now and they're beating people because they're just beating into the pins and they're running such an efficient offense that it's tough to, to have two blockers in front of one guy because everybody's got to commit at some point. So it's really fun to watch. It's like it's like when you went when you were a kid and you played Street Fighter. One of your friends played this character. One of your friends played this character. And you had two totally different you know skill sets. And you just watch them battle it out and figure it out. So that's <laughs> that's kind of to me the fun of this season is there's there's a few different teams that have kind of different funky styles of play or just different styles of play that's really fun to watch playing street fighter and checking myspace while you're at it <laughs> <laughs> fun fact fun fact that's where i met my wife was on myspace <laughs> that was pre-tinder <laughs> yeah 
I love that breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we hit a lot of the tops I sent question-wise to you, but I want to do something different this week and do like a coach's rundown. Cause like, Hey, you guys are talking about the other teams, but how are your teams doing? And I got to start with the two guys that had an O, o for two weekend. That's a uh, Dan and Jay. Uh, talk- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had, there's some not so great things happening, but there are some good things too. And at least from what I can see, like stat wise, and also being at first point challenge and seeing Lewis in person. So let's start with Dan there. <clears throat> I would learn how to win. And we're, you know, we're three and four and, you know, play four top, you know, 15, top 10 ranked teams. And I don't know, I think I've had a couple of injuries. That's part of the course, do you know what I mean, in terms of playing. And I think we've started, you know, anytime, three freshmen, you know, uh, true freshmen at some point, do you know what I mean, in terms of that. So we've got some new pieces and I think we'll be okay. I think we're trying to figure out how to battle, how to play block defense, how to serve at a high level, how to pass at a high level. And I like where a guy's attitude is, you know. I think when you're when you've been doing this this long and Jay knows this, it's like you'll have the years where you don't have to coach your group as much because they know systematically how things go and what's going on. And then you'll have years where these post meetings take a little longer, like instead of like 10, 15 minutes or 30, 40 minutes. And, you know, we're having conversations about how do we get better and what needs to happen and how to take it when you lose. But we don't want to lose. We want to win. And uh, it's all part of developing a team. And, you know, we are a good group of guys and we'll head in the right direction. And uh, keep getting a little bit better. And I, I think we play with heart. I think you saw that. You know I mean, we're, we're not shy of celebrating and getting after it and going hard and, you know, talking a little smack and, you know, our bench is all into it. So you've seen that firsthand. You know what I mean? So like, uh, uh, and that's important to me because that stays baseline. And then we're just trying to figure out how to play volleyball at a higher level. So I, I think you're missing TJ Murray. I'm going to drop that in there right now. <laughs> that was our famous name. We kept dropping every episode last two years. Um, <laughs> um let's uh go over to jay yeah no i gotta agree with dan you know we're we're a little banged up and you know it's nothing different than any other team is going through and we're we're probably one of the one of the teams that's not reaping the benefits of the covid nine-year seniors uh (laughs) that some of these other teams seem to have at least it feels like nine years um but that doesn't matter nobody's going to give us any points and nobody's going to give us any sympathy and you know, we we have three true freshmen on the court as well, and we're learning how to win. We're learning how to play, and you know, my schedule is pretty tough, and I and I want it that way. I don't want to play teams that on paper are going to beat us. Uh, I mean, teams on paper that we're supposed to beat just because we have a better name. It doesn't mean anything. I want to play the top teams in the country, and I want my young guys to know what it feels like. And we learn. We learn every, you know, it's the, it, a, a W is for win and L is for learn. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out, you know, what it feels like to do things correctly for long periods of time. So at the end of a match, win, lose, or draw, we're feeling good about our performance. And that takes time. And, and, and like Dan, I love my guys. They're fantastic human beings. Um, and they're, you know, they're, they're licking their wounds just like I am. You know, we, we, we want to get a W here and there, but the process takes time. Uh, and, and like any good coach, you know, they'll tell you it's, it's not one of those things where just cause you put on the Jersey correctly, you get to win. And so we're, <laughs> we're learning just like everybody else. Yep. Let's jump over to Brad who had a, not a two and O week, a two and one week because it had an early week match against Emmanuel. Yeah. Tuesday we played Emmanuel, our first ever home match, um, for me at Lion Tree Arena. Um, and pretty funny. We go to, 
me and Cole Mortland, our volunteer, we walked to go and talk with the team in the locker room before the match. And first home match, I was like, oh, well, I, I could figure this out where our locker room's at. Couldn't figure it out. Had no idea. Walked around for five minutes. Never talked with the guys. <laughs> and uh, they came down to the court. They're like, coach, are you going to grab us? Or I was like, I was, yeah, I couldn't find you guys. So, um, yeah, we're still learning like little pieces like that. But, uh, but yeah, the team's getting better. Life will help with that. Just have you guys download the what, app. And was it like an well, epic, Was it like Spinal Tap, where like you're trying to run to the stage and you keep getting back in circles? Stage was that what it was like? I'm uh, banging on doors. I was listening, like putting my ear next to doors. Like, is there someone in there? <laughs> so that was a pretty entertaining start, uh, and thankfully we played pretty well. And um, yeah, the group's getting better and. You know, we beat Emmanuel and didn't play to our standard uh, that we're seeking to play at consistently. And we responded really well the next night against Menlo, um, which is a team I know all too well from my time at Vanguard. And um, the seeing us grow in that performance and even grow to where we were against UCLA and kind of the difference from the first time we played them till now um, was uh, very, very eminent and it's cool to see that growth and that development and it's just a really fun getting to build and establish a totally new identity and new dna within our program um with these guys alongside of us and and really they're they're leading the charge on a lot of it well your team got to see ito david back for ucla for the first time because i guess he was he didn't play the first couple matches of the year but uh did they change significantly because you played them week one at santa barbara and then this week did it change the yeah. Uh Well, week one against Santa Barbara, we saw a lot of their guys who were, you know, you'd say their B team um, played against us out in Santa Barbara because it was the day two of the back-to-back-to-back. And then this past uh, Saturday when we saw them, they had the freshman setter, Andrew Rowan setting, who did a great job. And then Ido David in on the right side for Grant Sloan. Um, and he played phenomenally. He was really smooth and he was in a boot in Santa Barbara and now he was jumping, flying around and crushing D balls on us all night long. So uh, he was, uh, he was impressive. Well, let's jump over to Theo Edwards. Who's not only got the refrigerator, the looks, the cool office, but a four and a week <laughs> or a four, four match winning streak and went two and zero this week. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's been a, it's been an awesome start. Um, you know, we have a, a great group of guys in the gym right now top to bottom, just from our starters all the way to our backups. Um, the guys are incredibly bought in and, and just trying every single week to get a little bit better. Um, and to be honest, we're not talking a whole lot about winning and losing um, every single week. We present some challenges some things that we've got to get better at on our side of the net, some things that we've got to do, uh, uh, you know, in order to be successful against the other teams. And um, I would say that our match against uh, Masters was was not great. Uh, we ended up winning, uh, but it wasn't the standards that we had talked about and the things, the challenges we had presented for our group going into it. Um, and then we bounced back against Menlo and and had a fantastic match and and played the type of volleyball that we're hoping to be able to, to sustain throughout the season. Um, so I think just like everybody else, you know, we're, it's early and we're trying to get better every single week. Um, you know, I feel like as a team, we're, we're capable of playing some really high level level at moments. Um, but we've got a couple of guys that are young and then are learning and, 
uh, we go through some stretches where we're doing some things where I, I had, can't even recognize who we are. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's hilarious yet also very uh, frustrating as a coach, but you know, I think as time goes on, I, you know, I think I have a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence in this group and just our, our ability to get better, you know, where that takes us. I have no idea, but uh, it's been a good start. Yeah. Well, let's go to our next question here. And it's, uh, hadn't done it in the, in the previous two weeks, but, uh, who's worthy of the ABCA NBA player of the week awards and drop one or two names and let's go ahead and start. Uh, what do we do that? Let's go with Brad. We'll start with Brad on this one. Yeah. I mean, I think we have a few, I'm going to go more defensive with all these, um, but we have two liberos, Mason Briggs and Justin Liu, both with 13 and 12 digs in their two matches um, over the weekend. And um, both are great players and, and I've seen lots of exposure even at the international level already in their careers. Um, and then blocking wise, um, Simone Torrey from Long Beach State, the middle blocker, seven blocks with one ace and then six blocks with three aces. Um, and then the BYU middle blocker, Tion Taylor, had 10 blocks um, in the match. So um, some really good defensive performances for Libero of the Week, Blocker of the Week um, to check out. How about you, Jay? <clears throat> I got to go with John Kerr from uh, from Penn State. Kids on a tear. And uh, I don't know if he would have gotten that look. Uh, I'm not in the gym, so I don't know. But I don't know if he would have gotten a look on the court had Fisher not been injured. Now they know what they've got, and that's, uh, that's pretty scary. And I, and I got to go uh, with Cole Bogner. I, I just think he runs such a good offense. Fifth-year senior. Knows his players, you know, he's played with Wildman now for, I think, 14 years since club <laughs> back in the day. But uh, the kid just knows how to run an offense and he's a hell of a competitor. Uh, so th those are my two picks. He's had a wicked serve, too. I discovered being on that end line. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, let's go to Dan. <clears throat> uh, uh, Jay, just I had Cole Bogner, like he was going to be mine. So, again, you know, two key wins in a neutral environment. Uh, on the road, uh, you know, and over 45 assists in each match and uh, just doing some really nice things for his group. And so if I had another guy after that, it'd probably be Sonny. Um, I think he was, uh, you know, averaging somewhere around five or six points per game. Do you know what I mean right now in terms of that? So uh, he would be the other guy picking up a few wins for them. So, And to Theo. Yeah, I think it's got to be Jalen Jasper. Um, against Lewis, he hit 425 uh, with 23 kills. And then, <laughs> sorry about that, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> hey, what about what did Jasper hit the other match? Yeah, and then I was going to say, and then against Princeton, <laughs> he hit 556 with 18 kills. Uh, oh, the other match he lost. Which one? The Penn State one. What did he hit? I don't know, not good. <laughs> i'll look that up while you're talking <laughs> and i think you know obviously you guys mentioned sonny which who i think is you know fantastic but then you know the other match and the other performance that we didn't talk about was ucla santa barbara with grant sloan had 11 kills hit 320 but the impressive thing about that match is that they had four hitters with double kill double digit kills um i that's that's pretty unbelievable in terms of balance, obviously, in terms of success. But, uh, yeah, those would be my winners for sure. Jasper, 21 kills, 368 in the loss to Penn State. That's, that's <laughs> not too bad, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, let's see. Uh, 
I just want to add uh, Toby as the Onu of Penn State. That guy's a highlight reel. And yeah, he's got so much around him. But man, the end line changes my whole perspective of the game for sure at this point. When you see how high above the net he's actually playing and the things he's doing, he's got a range of shots now. He's like doing the back tip. He's going to the left hand. You know, he's changing it up. So you'll be camping back on defense for the bomb because he hit over the block. But then he'll do this little boop. And everyone's like back, you know, falling backwards already. So, uh, but he his game has changed significantly since last season. And uh, it's amazing to see that level of growth just in that short time. So where are we at here? Did I go, did I get everyone there on that one? I think yeah. so. Huh? So uh, the next one is this. Uh, wasn't the Unsung Heroes, but I know we're running a little long here. Yes, Theo. Unsung Heroes. Has anybody been paying attention to Charleston? um they are obviously undefeated i don't believe that they've dropped a set we could obviously talk about the competition they played but they handled an lmu team that obviously beat santa barbara took uc san diego to five a very well coached very talented lmu team um and I don't think many people are talking about Charleston, but, you know, winning is winning. And obviously they're doing some really nice things over there. And I think that they deserve to get some recognition on the show. I would, I will echo that. I saw them in the fall. They are legit. They're, they're going to, they're going to surprise a couple of teams in the EIVA this year. I don't, I don't think they're going to, they're not surprising me. They're, they're really good, but uh they were a team that for years had kind of been an also ran and yeah, had a couple players here and there, but now they're, they're stacked and they're really, they're really good. They're well coached. Just like Theo said, the guy, uh, Luke does a real nice job. Um, yeah, they're going to be a team that's going to be a handful. Oh, let's see. Let's keep running with the unsung heroes. I like that jump in. I was going to wipe it out, but I mean, you guys got the energy, so let's do it. <laughs> go for it. Uh, let's go to, uh, who's, who's waiting. I think Dan's uh, waiting. So Merrimack uh, got a win in uh, five against Queens with a walk-off ace. Was that right? You know what I mean? In terms, was that Merrimack's first win? Uh, I just know they won in five. Um, and so I was just going to give uh, – I knew Ray Lewis has started that program and got it off the ground. And so uh, I know they were pretty stoked about that win. So, All right. Anyone, uh, let's go, Brad. I, heroes. Yeah, from Princeton, had their West Coast trip. Um, and they got, I think they got one. I know they got one win against Concordia. Not sure that if they got any other wins, but Ben Harrington in the matches they played was very impressive. Um, in the Concordia match, he had 20 plus kills um, and just is bringing it from the end line serving wise. And he's been playing really well. And then I think UC Irvine is, can be really, really deadly with Cole Gillis and Heno um, helping Sonny out and carrying some load. So I think, they're really doing a good job kind of helping Sonny carry the load and, and balance that offense out a little bit more. All right. Oh, just so the Merrimack thing, according to their release, it says that it was Whitaker who put away a kill for the match win in the fifth. But I uh, know walk-off ace sounds way better. It did sound way better. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, go for it. <clears throat> I, I, think, I think the unsung hero of the whole week is any team that doesn't have injuries. Is an unsung hero. <laughs> you guys are you guys are doing some things that uh, you know we, the rest of us can't seem to figure out. I'm gonna start wrapping my guys in bubble wrap here in a little bit, but um, you know it is what it is. Uh, listen, 
That's that's all. Just silliness. Jay, Jay, a little spin zone. The unsung heroes are all the athletic trainers keeping all the guys healthy. There it is. <laughs> See, we, we knew we brought you on for the reason there, Brad. Now you, now you really, really showing your worth. Well, Jay, at least it isn't like two years ago when they had to be quarantined and you'd be down to like seven and you're putting ads in like a was a Craigslist look for players to cover you. Right, right. I got, yeah. I got an unsung hero, Rob, doing this podcast yeah. across the country and doing all the stuff for volleyball. So I'm going to throw you some love, baby. So oh, I appreciate you. it. Yeah. TJ Murray, there. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm going to go with two Libras from, from this weekend. And, yeah, I'm first point uh, focused, but it's because, man, I was, like, there, and it was a great event. Honestly, I love seeing it. It's kind of like a mini Final Four, so to speak, because you get teams from different parts of the country playing together, and it, and they're all top 15. So <clears throat> you get to see them up close and personal, see the style of play, and the fact that I got to choose to sit on the end line, I was like, I mean, I love sitting in line, but because of what I do, I have to sit sideline and it's not that great. But man, this two Libros really stuck out for me. And I'm not saying this is Dan, you're on here, but Jason Gibbs in service Eve and defensively, he just seems so smooth and fluid in everything he did. And yeah, he stole a couple digs from your shorter outsides. And But I mean, he was there and he got a controlled ball to get you guys in transition. So, But the fact that he was so fluid and smooth out there, it, it stuck out for me. And then another Libra, which I'm sure Jay is going to like hate hearing because this Ryan Merck kid at Penn State, he too is one of those fluid guys, but he's getting some really acrobatic digs, keeping balls in play, um, you know, between he and Wobbin covering the back line, you know, that's a lot. I mean, you, you're talking about their offensive threats. Defensively, I have video of Wildman diving on the show. Play. Uh-oh, <laughs> someone coming in. CIA um, coming for you, Jay? Yeah, they're coming to take me away in a straitjacket. <laughs> but yeah, so Ryan Merck at Penn State, I guess uh, he's been sitting behind Bantle the last few years, and uh, it's 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 shown he's worked hard and he wants to get on that starters court. So uh, yeah, I, I just those two Libros really stuck out in my opinion. So uh, let's let's go into our next segment, which is what are you guys watching in week four? And uh, Let's go to uh, Theo, start off on this one. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a couple of matches that I think are pretty exciting. Um, NJIT versus George Mason. Got to give Jay a shout out here um, because I think that that NJIT team is incredibly athletic. I think they're incredibly capable, um, but they've come off of a couple of losses and, uh, you know, losses that hopefully George Mason can capitalize on. And I'm rooting for Jay Hostick and, and Mason to go after him and get him. Uh, the hate mail so, from Danny Concalvis, right? What's that? <laughs> hate mail from Danny Concalvis, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, and then San Diego plays uh, Grand Canyon. And uh, I'm super, super excited to see that match. Um, you know, I think Brad uh, Brad's going to put a, put together a scheme for those guys. And uh, I think that's going to be an exciting one to watch for sure yeah you could have actually have a good a big grand canyon crowd because a lot of those guys are san diego kids on the grand canyon roster yeah no kidding <laughs> we're going out to arizona so we'll, we'll oh, be out okay. in their neck of the woods gotcha hey jay i was going to ask about your match is that officially an eiva match or no i couldn't tell from the composite yeah uh the the way i structure uh my schedule i try to bring a team out from the west coast or the midwest and then I try to get a team either from the IBA first or maybe from the Conference Carolinas. It's a good team that year. 
to be able to do um, uh, to be able to be a participant so we can get two quality matches for everybody involved. Um, and NGIT is coming out early this year. So, yeah, it counts in the NBA. Okay. Well, while you're chatting, what are you watching this in week four? <laughs> if I if you're not watching Penn State, Long Beach State, I don't know what you should be watching. That's that's the <laughs> first match on my list. I will have, uh, you know, cocktails and scouting report ready uh, to watch that one. But I'm also going to be watching Ohio State Princeton. Uh, uh, Brad touched upon it. Harrington's got a live arm. That kid's got to be serving 70 plus from the service line. And uh, it, it, he's, he's a handful. And the last one, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what our team does against NJIT. Historically, we've been, you know, battling back and forth and we've had a, a couple of losses them uh, in recent years, but we've also taken a couple at key moments and, and been a spoiler for them. So our teams are no strangers to each other and it'll be fun to see how we do. Yep. Let's go over to Dan. What are you watching? Sun, baby. CSUN's got a couple <laughs> matches and we just got done talking about him. So uh, he's got to play SC and he's got to play UCLA. So we're going to, he's going to be top 10 if he wins both of those for sure when we talk next week. So uh, <laughs> in terms of that, but um, yeah, I mean, certainly the Penn State Long Beach. Does, Long, does Penn State have another match or they just have that one? I'm trying to figure out what their other match is that week. I am not seeing them. I think Long Beach is the only match they have this week. Okay. 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 Right. So, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think. Good luck, Theo. <laughs> Appreciate it, Dan. We're going to need uh, it. It's a battle for LA. It's bragging rights to the freeways, right? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Brad. <clears throat> well, obviously, Long Beach, Penn State will be a fun one to watch and really be a good gauge, especially for Long Beach playing against Penn State and then. Um, Penn State playing a little bit different brand of volleyball against Long Beach. So that'll be fun to watch. And then we got a battle of undefeateds, BYU and UC Irvine going up against each other. Um, so that'll be another great one to watch. And then another kind of under the radar one, McKendree Harvard. Um, McKendree's played some good volleyball. Harvard can play some good volleyball. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top there. All great matches to watch. Uh, that concludes episode number three of College Volleyball Weekly. Appreciate all the time from these great coaches volunteering their time. Dan Friend of Lewis, Brad Roster of UC San Diego, The Edwards of Cal State Northridge, and uh, Jay Hosick of George Mason. Guys, good luck this week. Looking forward to chatting this week and uh, get it going on. Get your programs winning, right? Thanks for listening to College Volleyball Weekly. Be sure to follow Rob Espero at the Rob on the Mic on Instagram and at Rob on the Mic on Twitter. <laughs>